Hey, everybody. You know, Mark and I have over 20 years of experience as therapists and as addicts in long-term successful recovery. We know better than anyone what works and what doesn't to break out of porn and sex addiction, heal betrayal trauma, and reclaim your relationship. And we've poured all of our personal and professional recovery and healing experience into a first-of-its-kind program for addicts, spouses, and couples. We call it Dare to Connect. At least four times every week, we engage with you in real time, in the trenches, giving you the knowledge and the tools to take back your life and relationship. Whatever else you've done on your journey for healing and recovery, you've never done anything like this. You know, Mark and I, we've made all the mistakes, so you don't have to. Don't reinvent the wheel. We all know tomorrow never comes. Look, don't wait one more day to change. Claim your free two-week trial today at daretoconnectnow.com. Hey, everybody. I'm Steve Moore. And I'm Mark Castleman. We know the pain and heartbreak of porn and sex addiction. And we know the triumph of breaking completely free. Every day, we help our clients find hope and healing. Join us in the fight to take back your life, your marriage, and be stronger than ever. This is the PBSC Squared Podcast. So, Mark, we were talking last week, you know, in, in our podcast about a, a couple of really light topics, right? Oh, yeah, it was really light last week. <laughs> last week's podcast, if you're if you're looking for just some easy listening, something to fall asleep to, last week. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> he's not heavy; he's my brother. That's that's right, exactly. <laughs> no, we uh, we got some good feedback from from that episode, and and what we what we heard was mostly what uh, what we suspected, which that it was it was it was good, it was a good topic, it was a good discussion, but it was heavy. Um, and today yeah. uh, we're gonna we're gonna continue that trend, but we're, we got hope. Okay, we got hope. I just want everyone to know, you know, before we even get into what we're talking about. Uh, the things that we we talk about today are things that we can change. Uh, Mark and I are going to be throwing ourselves a little bit under the bus today, uh, in that way that we always lovingly do, <laughs> to kind of demonstrate that uh, you know even though this might be a heavy topic, this is something that we can make progress with. So, with that said, we are going to talk a little bit today about gaslighting, uh, specifically, uh, you know, when when an addict gaslights a partner. And for uh, most of you, many of you listening, you may have heard this term or are familiar with it, but just so we're all on the same page, gaslighting is a form of, of uh, deception that is employed in, you know, by, by people, in this case, addicts, right, uh, with others, be it their partner or other people. And we do it in such a way as to, it, how would I say this? The deception is essentially wrapped around calling other people sanity right? Or ability to see a situation into question, right? So being able to see it for what it really is. So it really is kind of the emotional equivalent of, uh, you know, watching a, watching a magic show, right? There's a lot of smoke and mirrors mm-hmm. and, and, you know, we're, we're not just, we're not just denying or, or deceiving, but we're doing it in such a way that actually shifts that 
responsibility onto our partner as a way of deflecting to, you know, to cause them to question, you know, am I losing my mind? Am I going insane? Am I, you know, am I just not, am I just not with it? Maybe he is right. Right. So it's, it's, it's damaging, first of all, because of the deception, but then, it you know, right. We heap on that with gaslighting when we, or we heap on that damage when we, when we engage in this, this doesn't feel right. This doesn't feel right. Yeah, I agree. Just, it just doesn't feel right. So Steve, as we start this today, uh, I think it's really important that we say to all of our listeners that this is, this is really hopeful today. That it's, it, we're going to talk about hopeful things. Believe us, we know from the title that you're going to wonder how can hope come out of this? Why would the man who loves me gaslight me? You're like, mm. oh man. But no, it's going to be really hopeful. We're going to, we're going to end on a really great, uh, hopeful message. But we do want to get really raw and real today about this issue um, because it, it's going on a lot out there in our world. And I'll tell you, uh, as we talk about this gaslighting, um, it was, I had a really powerful experience years ago. So as I was in really good, healthy recovery, and I started doing uh, a, a lot of counseling and therapy work with people, we would talk about this a lot, this whole concept of, of uh, you know, gaslighting, how the person struggling with addiction can gaslight their partner, how it works, you know, what it is, how painful it is. And one day it hit me. It's like, Mark, all the stuff you're talking about is all the stuff you did to your wife, right? It's like, yeah, I was a massive gaslighter. And I had all sorts of narcissistic tendencies and all these things that we talk about. And it was, it was kind of shocking as I looked back at it and just remembered, you know, how you kind of do this kind of collage in your head of your memories. Like it's a, it's a highlight movie. Mm -hmm. I remember it's kind of like Mark playing the Mark gaslight highlight movie. Yeah. Where I played it all back. I was like, Oh my gosh, that's, uh, that was me. Uh. And it was really pretty shocking as I looked at it. And so as Steve and I talk about this today, believe us, we understand this because this was us yeah, in, in every way. And so that's just, we're just going to leap into this thing, man. Um, yeah. Just the whole topic, go for it. No, I'm, I'm excited. You know, I, I obviously, anytime we engage in deception in our, in a, in a relationship, it's going to disrupt connection, right? Yeah, but sure. of all those forms of deception out there, uh, in 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 my professional and definitely personal view, and I think Mark, you'd agree, gaslighting has got to be the most destructive category when it comes to ways in which we deceive or lie, right? Because we're we're really kind of doubling down on the process. Mm, we are, yeah. Right. We're not just we're not just telling lies to people or withholding information or concealing. We're doing it through the lens of not only is what you're seeing not actually the case you're crazy and that's why right yeah 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 you're out of touch you're yeah. losing your mind yeah, you're, you're the, the one. one who's 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 out there right yeah and as you describe it i mean it sounds really intense and it is yes and i would and and so what you and i are going to talk about today we really we really want to give those who are listening especially wives uh, uh this opportunity to kind of see through the lens of a gaslighter Yes. Why would he exactly. do this? If he really cared about me and loved me, why would he ever do this kind of thing that's so hurtful yeah. and painful? Well, I like to say the intensity of the tactic or the strategy or the intensity of the coping mechanism that I use 
in my addiction is in direct proportion to the intensity of my pain or my fear or my desperation. So gaslighting is an intense strategy, very painful, very hurtful, but it also means that it's coming from a place inside me that has enormous pain, fear, and right? Intense yes. feelings require an intense solution. And so we're going to talk about, you know, so what are, what are the intensities that drive us to this place to engage in such a crazy, um, you know, cold and, and hurtful behavior as gaslighting? How do we get there? How yes. do you and I get there? Well, and I hope that we take from today, you know, as we jump into this, that, you know, I hope that the message, like you said, that, that there's a hope-based message here, that these things can definitely change, right? And that, and that these ways of thinking can be altered. Um, they're so obvious for, I know that for many of the wives that we work with, um, not understanding this side of it, not understanding kind of that addict mentality, um, it just, it, it, it amplifies so much the hurt, I think, behind the, the damage that's being done. Totally. Right. And, and it's not to say that, uh, it doesn't, you know, that, that level of damage, it's not like that level of accountability that goes with that goes up or down based on the reasons as, as you and I've talked about often, you know, there aren't excuses, but there are reasons. Right. And sometimes understanding that this side of the coin can, can help to ground a spouse in a lot of ways. So that's what we're wanting you to walk away with today. Yeah. We're, what we're looking for today is, is really to, to bring understanding, to bring more clarity because our, you guys know, as you listen to us on our podcast, we're all about healing, being able to move forward, being able to, to evolve into a more peaceful, happy, fulfilled place. And so we're hoping today as we can kind of put a lens on this gaslighting issue, that the purpose of that is to help you to see a way forward. Yeah. Like there is light at the end of the tunnel. Oh, wow. I see how this works. I see how we can start to, to hopefully progress. So yes. it's not accusatory. It's not trying to slam on somebody or, or to, you know, to um, justify or minimize. It's not about any of those things. It's about, can we, can we get to some clarity? Can we get to, can we see the pathway that will take us uh, to go ahead, to go forward? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know, and, and gaslighting can take so many different forms. And, and, and oftentimes the first thing to to, to know, and I think it's important to mention, is that gaslighting in 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 many cases is not intentional, right? It isn't something that uh. someone sets off to do, to do. Very rarely do I work with a husband where he's sitting down saying to himself, "Gosh, I wonder how I can cause my wife to call her sanity into question today," right? Yeah. I, I'm wondering how I can do how how could I do that? How could I better deceive, better lie today, right? Yeah, that's no, that it's, it's rare that we ever run into those situations. And, and, and this might sound, I know this might sound strange, but I, I guess I'm going to risk it and say it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think back about my own behaviors. And I have to say that part of the reason that I engaged in gaslighting was because I loved and cared about my wife so much. Yeah. Now that got twisted in my addict mind. But it was almost part of me was like I was somehow in a twisted way protecting her or right to keep this from her to gaslight to, to throw her off the track was to save her from pain. Sure. Right? Couldn't be fully seen and fully divulge what was really going on right in the dark behaviors of my addiction. Mm -hmm. This is going to crush her to pieces. So therefore, I need to engage in these other tactics 
um, because because I care. Yeah, and that sounds weird when you hear it. It's like, what are you saying? You're you're gaslighting me because you care. Yeah. But if we get to get to the core of this, you know, where this kind of starts, that is that is part of it, right? Sure. Yeah, and I think we'll that that'll probably we'll flesh that out a little bit as we talk about we kind will. of the bigger concept. We will. Yeah. Right. So, so oftentimes, uh, you know, one of the the root places where this where this gaslighting trend or tendency is learned uh, is is because we we use people we've grown up with or through trauma or various experiences have learned, among other things, a very distorted definition of what love is. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Going looking really looking at gaslighting and looking about why it why it happens and the way in which it works and the scenarios that, that, that cause it to, to come up means understanding some of those, those root origins about, you know, baseline definitions like love. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I'll give you a, I'll give you a, a great example. And this kind of hits on what you were talking about a minute ago. You know, I, I remember distinctly growing up, I can't remember what I had done. One, one day I was a teenager. One day I'd done something to really set my, my mom off <laughs> like really bad. And we were kind of in the thick of it. And I, I remember, I don't remember this, the, what it was about, but I remember distinctly, she came up to me and like in this rage filled place, pointed her finger right at me and said, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. And now that doesn't seem like on the surface, maybe that relates to gaslighting. I can't tell you how many times I adopted similar tactics like that in my marriage. Mm. Later on, my wife would say something or try to walk me through the logic of her thinking or why she was questioning something in our marriage. And that phrase, maybe not that direct at times, but would come out, right? What the hell is wrong with you? Right? I'm calling into question her character, right? Her ability to see the situation accurately. I'm not just saying, no, that's not, you know, what you're seeing isn't actually accurate. I'm saying you must be the problem. Yes. Right. And, and, and was that intentional? No, I love my mom. She's a great woman. She's an amazing lady. Um, but you know, we, those are probably, well, not probably those are traits that she picked up from generations before her, Mm -hmm. you know, for her and rooting that out in my own recovery story, rooting that out. I mean, I think it's still an ongoing battle, you know? I, uh, I think many parents can relate with that whole concept of like, holy crap, I just turned into my mom in that moment. Or I just turned into my <laughs> right. dad, right? And that's kind of how it felt. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like my mom berating a child, talking to my wife this way. Yeah, and, you know, and, and as you start to look at that, one of the things that was a big thing as I was growing up uh, is this whole, you talk about love, is the, is the conditional sense of love that is taught to us. Yes. Uh, not directly, but, but through all the things that we see. Mm-hmm. So I found that love was either withheld or given based on performance. Yes. So if I performed well, I was rewarded with love. And if I didn't, it was withheld from me. Mm-hmm. And so I developed that construct in my mind that said, I have to behave a certain way in order to be loved. Yeah. And if that's true, now you bring addiction into the picture. And how could anyone possibly ever love me when I'm behaving yeah. in these despicable, dark, disgusting ways? Yeah. So there's no way that I'm going to let that be seen because then I won't be loved anymore. Yeah. My wife could never love me if I divulged what's going on. Yes. Gaslighting became the ultimate way to keep that hidden. 
Well, Even so you, to the extent of making her feel she was crazy, yes. I felt I had to go to even that extent to throw her under the bus to protect myself so that she would still love me. Yeah. Well, and, and what we're talking about here, right, is how we, we have these precepts that we learn about things like love, right? Be, it being conditional. And then that gets mixed in with our limbic brain response, right? Yes. Fight, flight, or freeze. Um, uh, and, and, and every guy that I think I have ever worked with, I don't say that often, but probably every guy that I've ever worked with has, knows what it's like to, you know, in 99% of situations, I'm honest, right? I'm truthful. I'm whatever. But those same men, when it comes to the addiction or being discovered, I will lie forever, <laughs> right? I will do whatever it takes because me being discovered isn't just scary. It's not an option. Oh, yeah. It's unthinkable. How many it's, times it's did unthinkable. you and I say, I will take this to the grave? Yes. No one's ever going to find out about this. No way. No how. Yeah. Yeah. It's that frightening. It is. And so what you see is we've got, you know, we've, we oftentimes, you know, when we talk about the authentic self versus the not, what we see oftentimes with guys is they get in these situations where their fear response or their shame response, right? Their fight, flight, freeze response gets triggered, yep. something along those lines. And they immediately shift into a reactionary mode, right? Where they will say or do anything, even if it means hurting the person that they love the most to keep that secret. Right. Right. To keep that knowledge away to, to, to it's, it's that, it's that deep down wounded protection mechanism that they've cultivated over time. Yeah. And we see, and you see it in so many ways because part of this for me was, yes, I, I, I didn't want to hurt my wife. I didn't want her to think ill of me. I didn't want our marriage to end. I didn't want all of those things. That was part of the gaslighting and, and yeah. kind of the self-absorbed narcissistic tendencies but also, if I'm going to be like really raw, part of it also was I was scared to death about whether I could live life without my favorite place to go cope. Mm, if I don't yeah. have this way to self-soothe when life gets really difficult, that I've been using as my place to run to since I was 13 years old, yeah. how will I ever live without this? That also scared me to death. And so my limbic system, that little part of my brain is going to protect that place at all costs. Yes. But that's part of the, what fuels gaslighting as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I, I think that's a great, a great point, you know, and, and going and going back to this again, not, not there being any excuses, but there being reasons. I mean, I can remember very clearly with my wife, I was always, I was always as honest as I, as I, as I had the ability or capacity to be about my, acting out with my wife in a very passive way. Like I've talked about before, mm -hmm. I was proud of myself. I'd always be honest if she said something, if she, asked, <laughs> if she right? said something, right? yeah. <laughs> then I'd own it. Um, but, but we, I do remember, especially in more subtle ways, you know, the delusion and the denial that we start to form as addicts around our behaviors because they are so abhorrent to us. Yes. Right. Because we had, we loathe ourselves so much. We're trying to distance ourselves from ourselves so much yes. that we actually start to, we're gaslighting our partner, but we're not even doing it from a place of like, how can I deflect? We actually have bought into some of this stuff. Yeah. We're gaslighting ourselves, right? Like I'm like everybody else. It, it's too painful to confront that fact that I could be wrong and be doing all the wrong things. It is much easier to believe that everyone else, including my spouse, they're the ones that are off. And if they just knew 
right? And and they just could understand, then it would make sense. But but they're the ones off, and you know it's not as bad as they really think. Yeah, and that isn't that the ultimate self protection. Everyone's oh crazy but me. Yes. And as long as you know, I just need all of you to get on board here. Yes. And there's part of you that's like, I just need you to get on board with you, right? There's uh-huh. this part of me that is the addict. The addict is saying, look, Mark, you keep resisting this. Just get on board. Uh-huh. Just resign yourself to it. Why do you keep fighting? Yes. You're crazy. You're crazy to fight it. Just, just let it go. So you're, you're gaslighting yourself. It's that flamingo response, right? <laughs> I was watching a, na- a nature show a while ago. Did, did you know that flamingos, in many cases, if they're being... Like if something's going to attack them, do you know what they do? I heard this before. I, I've forgotten. They shove their heads under the ground. So they yes, will literally put right. their head underground. If, underground. if they get in certain situations where they're overwhelmed, they will literally do what we're doing in a physical way. <laughs> and they just say, well, I know how to make this problem go away. There is no problem anymore. <laughs> there is. I know. I, now that you mentioned, I've seen pictures of that with all the flamingos, their head, you can't see their heads. Because they're all underground. They've jammed it underground. They get so overwhelmed <laughs> by their fear freeze response that their only solution is just to, you know, just head shove their head under the ground. Yeah. Meanwhile, the big eagle or vulture is about to swoop down and carry their body <laughs> away. But hey, it, it doesn't exist. Yes, absolutely. And we do that. We do that as as addicts so often. And and anyway, again, we, I just want to, I hope I'm not a broken record here. None of this, we want to be clear minimizes the behavior okay no. this is just is just as destructive and terrible mark and i chuckle about this in part because of just the absolute insanity we used to we used to live with and, and engaging in this stuff but no believe us we you know as i look back uh at all the pain i caused my wife over decades it's not a pleasant thing to to recollect and yes. i work with women every day in my practice where this is this is as as raw and all-consuming as it gets, it's yeah. Believe us, we're we're not trying to put a humorous tone on this or to minimize or discount it in any way. Yes. And also, we're not trying to make this a you know take a sledgehammer to all these guys who are listening, right? The, again, our purpose in this is to is to bring it out into the open and allow all of us to look at it as raw and real as we can. What is this? Where does it come from? Why do I engage in this behavior with someone that I, that I really love dearly? This doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Right. It's nonsensical. Yes. And it is. Well, it it is. And it's, and, and honestly, I I know this podcast, we're kind of directing this more towards our wives, right. That are listening, Mm -hmm. but I know a lot of husbands, a lot of fellow, fellow addicts are listening. And so I just want to say something that may be obvious, but maybe it's not for anybody who needs to hear it. You know, gaslighting your partner, I think in more cases than not, is far more destructive than any sort of acting out. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing, I mean, obviously acting out and and engaging with the addiction is is traumatizing on on a variety of levels to your partner and to your relationship but when we engage in gaslighting we are doubling down right on that because what i'm doing is i'm pulling my my partner into my crazy yes not only am i not only am i doing damaging hurtful things but i'm make i'm i'm trying to uh, intentionally or not intentionally i am 
making efforts to essentially shove responsibility onto my partner. Yes. Right? If this is, this is your problem, because sometimes it's not even calling sanity into question. We do this oftentimes by, by, by calling a, our partner's adequacy into question, right? How many times have we, you and I heard, and how many men who are listening, have you ever either thought or actually told your spouse, if you just had sex with me more, this wouldn't be a problem? Yeah. This wouldn't right. be an issue. Or the sex were better or a different yeah, way. Or... Better positions. Or we were watching porn right. together. Or we were, you know, filling the blank with whatever. It wouldn't be nearly, you know, this wouldn't be as much of a problem. What are we really saying when we say that? This isn't an issue on my end. This is you. Right. You're the issue. Yeah. Shifting the whole responsibility over. It's, a, it's an element of that. Yeah. Yeah, because there's a part of us, you know, for many reasons, our pain, our, our upbringing, the way we were wired, just straight out habit over a long period of time. There's a part of us because of the way the brain is built that doesn't want to face this. Yes. I don't want to face the depth of my issue. I don't want to face what it might take to come out of this. I, I find it very unpleasant to look at all the hard work that I'll have to do. And God forbid that I might have to actually pull back the mask and be completely honest and divulge what I've been doing. Yes. That's unthinkable, right? So here comes this sophisticated, deep strategy of gaslighting. And so as you know, as we finish up, the, the assignment that we want to we want to put out there to all you guys listening, and boy, believe us, we have been here. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's this the, it's all how often is is it the first step to become mindful and self-honest, right? And so can you do, we invite you to do a personal inventory to at least start to take a crack at this. What are the ways in which you might be engaging in this whole gaslighting strategy? Yes. How is that manifesting in your life and in your relationship? Can you dare to step back and privately take a look and say, okay, how am I doing this? Yeah. Write it down, journal about it, open yourself to it. Yes. That's the first place to start with this is this is this mindfulness and self-honesty. I've you've got to look at it. Well, and and just to kind of add to that, a great place to start if because that's that's the that's the the crux here, right? Is that I need to see these other things, but I've built up years of deluded thinking that I know, right? We're asking them, right? you to do the exact same, <laughs> the exact opposite of the strategy. <laughs> so see what you so blind person start to see. That's what we're I saying, know, right? <laughs> so so giving you a little bit of help with that, um, and partners, you can take this for for pieces of this. What might be beneficial for you in terms of things to look for in your partner, um, but for you addicts who are listening, just Google thinking errors right? Yes. There are lists and lists of out, out there. The, the ones that I usually stick with are, so you don't get too much in the weeds with it is the top 10 most thinking, common thinking errors, Yes. right? And, and actually write it out on a paper, just make a list of them all, all on the paper. And all then the for each one, start doing an honest assessment with regard specifically to your relationship with your spouse. Mm, yes. How is, how is this line of thinking playing a role in ways in which I deceive? Yes. Right? How is this line of thinking specifically playing a role in which I gaslight my par partner? Mm -hmm. Right. And so that's a great place to begin. And like Mark indicated, uh, you know, this is we, we, we gave a similar assignment about opening up to somebody you trust a couple of weeks ago. That would be a great place to go. But I would 
but we would definitely encourage you to to begin just with you, right? Before you can share that scary guy that you see in the mirror with other people in a healthier way, you have to be able to look at the mirror first. Yes. So taking that time with you and getting to that place where you can start to gradually like right embrace your your true self you know where you're really coming from how you really are engaging in your relationships especially with your partner the more you can do that and acclimate to it on your own the better equipped you'll be to do it with other people including your partner well let me say one final thing about the doing it all alone one of one of the big things that i'm a believer in is you don't have to do it alone you know, please include grace in this process. You know, early on in my journey, I had to, I had to basically cry out to God and say, I don't think that I can look at this. I don't, I don't know that I'm willing to see it. Can you yeah. help me see what I will not see or cannot see? Yeah. I'm asking you to give me that willingness, even to give me the desire to even start trying to take a crack at this at all. You may find that you've got to go to that raw level and say, God, I don't know that there's a part of me that doesn't want to even go here. So I'm going to open myself and surrender that and ask you to even infuse me with the desire to start looking at it. Yeah, I'm going to question the unquestionable. Yes. Maybe my logic, maybe my maybe my reality is is far different from what actual reality is or what normal is. Because that's one of the most damning that's one of the most damning pieces of this addiction. And Mark and I can speak to this and you guys can resonate. When you have been living this way, gaslighting, deceiving, right? Constantly living in fear, constantly think, you know, thinking about strategies or scheming and plotting to not be discovered, it becomes your normal. Yes. It becomes just our way of living. We yes. don't even recognize it for what it is anymore. We've, it, for those guys like you and me who got started at this in their early teens or even earlier, it's all we've ever known. Yep. And so just cracking that shell, like Mark's, Mark's suggestion there is, is excellent. It's just being willing to, to consider, right? Maybe there's more to this. Exactly. I think the only thing we probably ought to wrap up with would, would be a quick uh, vote of you know acknowledgement and, and appreciation for you wives who are you know, trying to wade through this, this murkiness. Um, we know that this, this is a damaging, devastating disease on so many levels. And this is one of the, the more damaging elements of it. Um, we would just definitely, you know, your best way of, of making it through your process and working through this while your husband's working on his part, the best starting point hands down is to develop an external support system. Yeah, absolutely. A group of ladies, a therapist, um, a sponsor, all of the above, people that you can turn to who can give you other messages to bolster and help you to form your accurate sense of reality so that you're not getting pulled into this. Or yep. at, least, at least that's being minimized. So important. So love, important. love your marriage enough to reach out to other people besides your partner if this is an ongoing issue. Yeah, so. totally agree. All right, everybody. Well, we're, we know this was a little heavy. <laughs> we hope, of course. we 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 uh, hope that they're that you're feeling hope. Um, you know, Steve and I can tell you we're sitting here at these microphones, and we we and uh, when we say we, all the people that were part of it, God, our spouses, 
we can do this. We, we came through it. And if we can do it, you can do it. You can change. The brain can be radically renewed. There's this wonderful thing called neuroplasticity that God built into the very uh, you know, wiring of our brains. No matter how long you've been stuck in this, no matter how long it's been going on, change is absolutely possible. And that's yeah. what's so beautiful about this. And absolutely. we're living proof that that's the case. Yeah, agreed. All right, everybody. Have a great rest of your week. Okay, see you next week. Hey, everybody. Mark and Steve here. Are you looking to take your recovery and your marriage to the next level? We work with individuals and couples one-on-one. With both in-person and online therapy options, you have access to the experts anytime, anywhere. To learn more, visit us at pbsepodcast.com. Everything expressed on the PBSE podcast are the opinions of the hosts and the participants and is for informational and educational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered mental health therapy or as a substitute thereof. It is strongly recommended that you seek out the clinical guidance of an individual qualified mental health professional. If you're experiencing thoughts of suicide, self-harm, or a desire to harm others, please dial 911 or go to your nearest emergency room.